It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is brought to you by... Nobody. Please, I beg you. Sponsor the show. So, oh, I've done that before. <laughs> you did. Sorry for that, I wasn't looking. <laughs> Jamie's looking so good today. Maybe it was that. Look how handsome he is. <laughs> Bill, I, I have to agree with you. Jamie is looking fucking sexy today, and that's what it was for sure. Ha- handsome as fuck. But enough about Jamie and his godlike physique. It's now time to hand the mic over to a man. A man that is sinking tequila shots with Checo and his dad all night long. A man that is on the guest list at every strip club in Latin America. That man is Mr. David Croft. Take it away, Crofty. It's lights out and away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax, for the Park It In My Ferme show. Here is your host, Colby. <laughs> that is... Right, ladies and gentlemen, senoritas and senors, it's your main squeeze. Goldie, a.k.a. the Goldobotomus, and I'm just chilling near the Panama Canal as I waddle towards the Brazilian Grand Prix for leg two of the back. Uh, to back. Uh, to back. Woo! Triple header, baby, I am pumped. You wouldn't believe it. But as I'm going across, I stumbled across my Fermi. And you know what I did? Without any hesitation or prompting, I swear to God, I just parked it on up in there. As it is the parking in my Fermi show, the number one company F1 podcast on the planet. According to my mum, and she's never wrong. You call a girl a liar? I'll come there and I'll, I'll, I'll fight you. Klaus will fight you. Isn't that right, Klaus? Klaus? Klaus, wake up, Klaus! As we've got all the news, opinions, discussions, results, reviews, previews, love triangles, Checo charts, and more. Woo! 
and it's episode 87 and oh my god it's a big one it's one of the biggest and I'm a wee bit excited right now but don't be sad if you've missed out on the previous 86 they're all the way over there on parkingofmyfermate.com ready to download the best damn website on the whole wide web if you ask me or so I've been told but you know what if you could do me one little itty bitty favour just look down to that podcast listening device of yours and just go in hard with that finger and pound that subscribe and follow button like it was Checo Perez pounding about tequilas with his old man in the bathroom Mexico. <laughs> that way you get to hear my sexy, smooth, soothing sounds two times a week and there ain't nothing wrong with getting down and dirty rolling around in the slop with the cold eponymous twice a week. No, no, no. Socials? Klaus, are asking about the socials? Fuck yeah, I've got some socials for you here. I'm parking in my firm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. But on the show tonight, we have to break down every single session and everything that happened at the Mexican Grand Prix. And it was a bit of an event to unfold. Takes a long time to unfold that one. It certainly does. It's like Klaus's mum's panties. Because she's a big woman, isn't she, Klaus? Yeah, yeah, she is. Yeah, Dust. Dust is a big woman. <laughs> exactly right. We look at what the hell happened with Bottas over the weekend. You can't be serious. And, of course, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh. Oh, Klaus is on today. As well as much, much more. So change into something a little more comfortable. Maybe a sombrero or poncho, perhaps. Light some flares and fireworks and get ready to celebrate. Or better yet, relax, get butt naked with some candles, sit back, and enjoy the show. Make sure you like the socials. At Park It In My Ferme on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's exactly right. Thank you, voiceover man. Now it's time to head south of the border. Whoa, 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 whoa. Klaus, Klaus, get your hand out of there. I'm not talking about down there. No, no, no. I'm talking about Mexico. We are off to Mexico City for the Mexican Grand Prix at the Autodromo Hermanos Rodriguez. Ooh, ooh. Get a little spicy on my tongue. 71 laps of pure excitement, adrenaline pump in action. <laughs> I'm rock hard, Klaus, and it's going to be good. And it's going to be exciting. Wait, wait, what was that? What was that? Oh, the race was a bit of a non-event. Look, it wasn't great. It had its moments, but this race was more like the over-the-pants hand jobs of races this season. It was okay, and if it had happened a few years ago, we would have been fine with it. But it's 2021, baby. We have had some beauties this season. We want to do all kinds of butt stuff now. We don't want that over-the-pants handjob. No, 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 no. But let's start off with a huge congratulations to Max Verstappen, Maxi Boy, on his glorious win. He really had that Red Bull dialed in, and they looked incredible. From the very first corner all the way through to the checkered flag, it was a circuit that was meant to favour the Red Bulls, and after a qualifying session that saw them in a bit of trouble, they needed everything to go their way in the race and a few things to not go the way of the competitions, and that is exactly what happened. But we start with free practices, as we always do, and it was like we were racing in the fucking desert. So much dust, it looked like Yanen's downstairs. It had not been used in years. But as the weekend unfolded, the dust settled and it looked like some semi-clean, good racing fun. However, Charles Leclerc jerked the Leclerc, of course, and Perez went spinning around like a record baby, right round, round, round. And at the end of the stadium, the both cars damaged their rear wings by hitting the barrier. 
Now, in terms of crashes, it was minor. Everyone was okay. You can calm down. Although now the race was on to get everything repaired and the problems teams were starting to face was the cost caps and whether or not there was enough spare parts to get everything fixed. Rear wings aren't usually something a team needs a lot of. You know, They're not concerning themselves with the rear wings. Front wings, yeah, you bring five or six of those along. But rear wings, you don't have replacements ready. But alas, both cars were eventually able to get repaired and back up and running. FP2 wasn't without some incidences with traffic becoming a real issue, which isn't surprising as I predicted on the previous episode. Ah, yes, I am the number one Comedy F1 podcast. I do get it right all the time. Isn't that right, Klaus? Klaus? Oh, fuck, he's asleep again. Again. Big night out. Big night out. But on the second shortest circuit on the calendar, you will have some issues with traffic. Here's Hamilton's thoughts on it. Klaus, roll it. Miss all the blue flags. Somehow they're going to try and sort this out. Uh, but it's worth saying. This is insane. Saying that. Yeah, it's worth saying that. That is for sure. Russell had some issues with the gears, which saw him head to the garage early. Klaus, just hit the buttons. Gearbox is gone. Oh, I've got it back now. Can I change gear? Let me know. Hey, Sam. Can I change gear or not? Yeah, standby said no, no gear change for now. But other than that, it was just Vettel hitting on his pit crew. There weren't too many other issues to report from FP2. FP3 started up and it was fairly non-eventful as well, other than the traffic dramas. But what got my mojo going and blood pumping to my pants tightening as well, whoop, was seeing Sergio Perez check out on top of the timesheets for FP3. Was it finally going to happen? Checo winning his home GP? which would have seen three and a half people win their home GP with Hamilton in the UK, Verstappen in the Netherlands, and Daniel Ricciardo, who is kind of Italian, kind of, winning in Monza? Was Checo going to win in Mexico? Uh, no, he wasn't. Okay, moving on. Everybody calm down and relax. Klaus, Klaus, I said relax, because it's now quality time. And we're in Q1, and oh, no, there was a red flag. Within the first eight minutes, Lance Stroll has skidded off the track in the final corner and spun into a barrier. Take a listen to that. The Aston Martin of Lance Stroll exiting the final corner. The Peraltada had quite a big impact with the barriers. Are you okay, Lance? Yeah, okay. Q1 had some more dramas as Carlos Sainz, the smooth operator. His power unit decided to fail on him, and he did the only thing that his team could think of. Um, hey, Carlos, uh, have you tried turning it off and on again? Classic IT solution right there. What, what, you don't believe me? You don't believe me that that's what happened? Klaus, roll it. It seems we have a power unit issue for Carlos Science that's just trundling along in first gear at the moment. No power, no power. You need to raise up, raise up. Vamos. Here we go. We're away. But it was a dash to the line with Leclerc for some time, having set the fastest time before Bottas pipped him at the end. But joining Lance Stroll was Nikita. Give them titties a squeeze. Mazepin, Mick Schumacher, Nicholas Latifi, and Fernando Alonso, who have who's had a very up and down season. He's either not performing at all, or he's outperforming that car. It, it's just. But uh, I can't go on. Enough dicking around. It's now time for some sexy, sleek Q2 action. Ooh, the rubber session, I like to call it. Call that because it will determine what set of rubbers you want to be on for the start of the race. But yeah, 
It was uh, it was pretty boring as batshit. I mean, Giovinazzi, racing car Jesus, he went sliding, but the track didn't really evolve like everyone thought, and as a result, cars struggled to get their times down. We saw the departure of Esteban Ocon joining Alonso out of there. Then racing car Jesus in 14th, George Russell in 13th, who is taking a five-grid place penalty, probably with half the field as well, the way things work these days. Kimi the Iceman Raikkonen, he was out in 12th, and Seb Vettel in 11th, which leads the top five teams, 10 drivers remaining. It's exciting. We've got a shootout, boys and girls. Saturday's main event was here, Q3. My nipples are out and about. They could cut glass. That's how damn excited I am. And this is where some shit started to hit the fan. Everyone went for their first runs and it was business as usual with the Red Bulls setting blistering times and Perez looking half a chance of polling in Mexico. And I'm not talking about after the race where he heads off to the strip clubs with daddy. No, no, no. But he was looking damn fast out there. Max put an end to that, however, and the Mercedes say, hold your horses. We're pretty quick too. But it was the final runs that get a bit more interesting. See, Yuki Tsunoda goes off and Perez and Verstappen following it really kind of fucked their laps over. You know, the sister team is getting fucked over like it was messed up incest porn. That's what it was like. Well, let's just take a listen to that last bit of quality. Klaus, cla- roll the tape. 27-1 for Perez, 27-1 for Verstappen. Yeah, now Max might just be a touch too close through this next sector. But what can he do? Turn six is where he had the big oversteer last time around. This time, it's hooked up a treat. 27-2 through the first sector for Charles Leclerc. The two Mercedes coming next. Bottas, best first sector uh, of all so far. He's finding pace there as Perez goes off the track. That's ruined his qualifying lap. And the uh, Alpha Tower of Yuki Tsunoda gets caught up there too. Uh, Hamilton, 27-0 through the first sector. The Mercedes have pace over the Red Bulls. And did, I don't think there was any yellow and he's locked up in the hairpin. I don't think there are any yellow flags out there to hurt Max's lap. But exactly what I was talking about. Somebody has a problem in front of you. You've got a problem. Still, the car's fishtailing over the line and it's not good enough. It's second row. He could not find the grip. The man who has dominated pole positions in 2021 and who leads the world championship can do no better than third on the grid here in Mexico City in 2021. Valtteri Bottas on pole unless his teammate Lewis Hamilton can do something to deny him. Mercedes haven't had a front row lockout all season long. They've done it here in Mexico City on the weekend that everyone said it was about Red Bull's pace. Well, Mercedes so far have proved that they have got an answer to it. And that's pole position. Oh, yes! <laughs> Viva Mexico! Ah, look, he got distracted. Whoa! Oh, it was Sonoda who went off first. And that, of course, then did not help Verstappen at all. He comes across the pair of them, look. He had to, he had to have backed off a little bit. Unbelievable. Such a dumb idiot. Yes, Max. He is a dumb idiot. A dumb, stupid idiot. Ignoramus, if you ask me. A poop, even. A moron. But alas... Horner came out after qualifying and stated that we got synoded, which I actually think is a bit of a dick move. I will be going over that a little bit later on, but Mercedes get their first lockout grid? First lockout front row of the grid? Hold on, wait. Mercedes get their first lockout front row of the grid. Is that true? Hold on. That's a good stat. 
Mm, gives me an idea for a little bit, a little bit later on. So that's qualifying done and dusted. It was interesting and messy, just the way I like my women. But we are now ready for Sunday race day. Well, get ready for Crofty trying to quickly get in a quick Hamilton stat before lights out and away we go. Klaus, roll the start of the race. Hamilton's never won a world title uh, when he's not been leading the championship with fewer than six races to go. It's lights out and away we go here. And Bottas and Hamilton getting away ahead of Verstappen and Perez and the wheel to wheel the Mercedes. But what's happening behind? Perez pulls to the inside, Verstappen to the outside. They're three abreast at the moment and there's three abreast behind them. Into two, more we go. Verstappen is into the lead ahead of Hamilton. Bottas gets tagged by Daniel Ricciardo. Perez goes onto the grass and it's an all sorts of kerfuffle going on in that now that move by Max around the outside was one of the best driving moves I've ever seen. The Red Bulls on the second row. Max is in third using Bottas for a toe. Bottas was too worried about Hamilton to the right of him on the inside and left the outside wide open for Verstappen to go around the outside, round the outside, round the outside. It was really a fuck up by Bottas. He did the wrong thing and Karma slapped him across the face like a jealous ex-lover. BDDR. Big Dick Danny Rick comes flying up the rear end and when BDDR is packing that much, you really need to take care of your rear. Bottas was spun around and essentially out of the race. Danny Rick lost a front wing as well. Sonoda and Mick Schumacher were also out. It was a bit of a messy start and a shame for Sonoda too who was starting to find some form in these last couple of races, but the biggest shock of all was not that Nikita Mazepin was sitting in P11 after lap one, but that, that incident between Big Dick Denny Rick and Valtteri Bottas on lap one, turn one, was deemed a racing incident. No penalty, no investigation. When in Turkey, Gasly got absolutely crucified for the same thing. Where's the consistency? Oh, that's right. There isn't any because you change stewards every other race, you stupid idiots. Everything started to settle and that's when the mind game started. Hamilton not happy with his tyres and just as we were about to get the classic lines from Hamilton, Perez also decided to chime in with his thoughts on the tyres. Take a listen. Tyres dropping off masses. My tyres are just getting better. <laughs> I'm giddy like a schoolboy right now, but it was time for the pit stops. And the contenders all got some good ones in. Hamilton with a 2.4, Verstappen a 2.2, and Perez a 2.3. Pretty tidy stuff, if you ask me. Hamilton was released into some traffic that hurt a little bit. But other than that, there were no dramas with those pit stops. Everything was smooth. All of a sudden, though, there was only 20 laps remaining, and Perez was hunting down Hamilton. The AWS thing I was saying, Perez is going to get him. And the crowd were willing him along. He was setting the fastest laps and closing in on Hamilton like Klaus closed in on 60 boys in the bar. Take a listen. Perez in clear air, finally away from the back markers. 119.468, new fastest lap, gap down to six seconds. And they're both in clear air for a little while. So we're going to get a true picture now between Hamilton and Perez. We certainly are. Yeah, 20.6 for Hamilton, that's his pace. 1.2 seconds taken out of him that lap. Gap down to six seconds. Yeah, it's crazy. Can't get close. Tires are getting hot. Yeah, he needs to get past Lando Norris because his tires are getting very hot running behind the McLaren. And Norris hasn't had any notification yet of blue flags either, so he's not obliged to jump out of the way. And that gap 
is now just a few car lengths and we're under a second going into the stadium and now they're all on their feet. They're not just cheering, they're all on their feet. It was coming down to the final lap, edge of your seat stuff. Take a listen, Klaus, you better roll it. As round the Perotada, the second and third place drivers come and Perez with DRS advantage, 12 miles an hour of extra pace down this straight. There he goes. Okay, drain the battery, drain the battery. Final lap, this is it. It's now or never for Sergio Perez, and he was told a while back it's going to come down to the last lap, and it is coming down to the last lap. So last chance then, DRS between turn three and four, here we go. And then I don't see an opportunity for the rest of the lap, and Lewis is not going to make a mistake from here. And there right. we go, there, is that the lunge? It would have been a bit wild if it had been. It wasn't enough, however, and Hamilton was able to hold on to second. But let's take a listen to Max Verstappen, who had a stellar performance, was able to pull away nicely and get the big win in Mexico. For the third time here, he wins the Mexico City Grand Prix. Max Verstappen crosses the line a long, long way clear of the rest. Ah, uh, yes. That's more like it. Great drive today, Max. Great drive. Yes! What a race! <laughs> wow, that was great, guys. What an unbelievable pace in the car. What a mate, that was, uh, that was absolute textbook. You were fantastic. Very, very well done. Checko up there as well. Double podium. Checko knew how to celebrate as well. Take a listen to that one. And for the first time ever, we'll have a Mexican driver on the podium in his home race. Sergio Perez comes home to finish third. Thank you, guys. I'm so happy we won in my country. Thank you, guys. Yeah, uh, time for some tequila. And last but not least, Bottas was able to steal a point away from Verstappen with the fastest lap, although it took some people a little bit longer than others to actually work that out. Christian Horner, I'm looking at you. Yeah, you got the yep, fastest lap. Dude took away a point from Verstappen. No boss has in the points, and you got fastest lap. Sorry, you didn't get fastest lap in the end. Bottas nicked it off you. But that's the race. A huge win to Max. Amazing scenes in the stadium with the fans getting around Checo, and that podium is incredible. Where the car comes up out of the ground. Oh my lord! I absolutely loved it. That car deserves to be out there and it should be a part of every single race. It was an incredible podium and watching the celebrations afterwards, the people being interviewed, barely able to hear anything over the crowd chanting Checo's name. Checo's dad going insane and acting as if he himself just won the Drivers' World Championship. It was amazing to watch. But was the race that good? Meh. You listen to my race recap. You, you sure you think... Damn, that must have been the greatest race in the world, but no. No, it was, it was all right. That overtake by Max on turn one was absolutely incredible to watch, and I recommend you all go to YouTube right now or somewhere just to suss it out. It was gorgeous. I could make love to images of that move and maintain my erection fully. Ooh, it was that sexy, but the race itself, it was the over-the-pants handjob of 2021. Fine when I was in high school, but it's 2021. I want something put in my butt. Or it ain't happening. What do you guys think of the Mexican Grand Prix? Happy with how it went, maybe? Um, it will be different in 2022 with the new car regulations. Who knows? I don't know. But reach out on the socials, at Parker in my firm, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Slide into those DMs like your big dick, Danny Rick, sliding into Bottas's rear end. And I'll be sitting back waiting for my lovelies to swing on by.
But now, it's time for your stat of the week. I'm a stat man, Formula One stat man. Cody's a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, stat time, yeah. Oh, so much stats, so many stats. I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Oh, stats, 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 yeah. Ooh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Ooh, I am a stat man. Well, okay. Mercedes first lockout. Is that not satisfied with that stat? You're not satisfied with that. First lockout of the season for Mercedes. Okay, how about this? If Max Verstappen and Sir Lewis Hamilton DNF the last four races and Valtteri Bottas wins them, he wins the sprint and gets the fastest lap, he will still be in third position, one and a half points behind Hamilton. That's how fucking good Hamilton and Verstappen have been. And how's that? For your stat of the week, bada bada bee, bada bada He's a stat man. Oh, that was a good stat. Yeah, such a good stat. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. Uh, it was. He's a stat man. Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, Uncle Cody talking here. Come on, gather around, children. Gather around. Now... You ever watch those videos of Karens getting owned on YouTube? Like, on social media as well, when Karens... Like, how much joy does it give you when a Karen is having a crack at a McDonald's worker and then the Karen falls over or walks into a glass door or something? It makes me so happy. Because Karens are the fucking worst. Or better yet, when they are complaining about something on an airline. Usually something racist, they're going on a little rant, and then they get kicked off the flight. That personally brings me an incredible amount of joy. It's one of the best things in life. It, it's people getting what's coming to them. It's that instant karma that feeds my soul. It's the balance in the universe. You remember that Thanos scene when he has that thingo explaining to Gamora? You know, you know the one he's got that perfectly balanced and he's balancing it on his finger before he clicks his fingers and wipes out half the population? Wait, really, Klaus? You just say spoilers? Come on, man. The movie's been out for three years, Klaus. Sort it out. Come on, buddy. Well, we had some instant karma over the weekend. We did in Mexico. Okay. So what if I asked you to name a driver that has been incredibly mediocre and average, like always underperforming while being good? You know what I mean? Like someone that is dominant, but like not really at all. You're thinking about Valtteri Bottas, aren't you? Because I sure as shit am. He isn't great, but he is good. He isn't shit at all. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not shitting on Valtteri Bottas. I love the guy, but this weekend was the ultimate reflection of his Formula 1 career with Mercedes. It sort of summed it up perfectly. He raced well in free practices. Like, really good. He looked amazing. He qualified incredibly well too. His pole position lap was the perfect example of, of a near-perfect lap. There was no flaws to it. There's nothing you can fault with it. He outqualified his teammate by over a tenth. And his teammate is a seven-time world champ. He got to start on pole for a race and won himself a little Fangio leather leather cap and goggle because of course he did. It's like the weekend was going too well for him. 
It's like everything was perfect, so you knew something had to come along and fuck it up. Something had to ruin his weekend. It had to spoil his day. It wasn't the weather because we had amazing clear skies in Mexico all weekend. And when I say clear skies, I mean no rain because Mexico City be dusty as fuck. But then the race starts. And the only thing on his mind is, don't give up first position. Don't lose first. I can't lose it. I need to hold on to first place with my life. Why though? Like seriously, why hold on to first place? Because if you beat Hamilton to that corner, corner number one, and Max didn't overtake you, you know that Mercedes will be on the radio to swap positions with Hamilton. So best case scenario, you lose to your teammate if you started the race and closed the gap to Max. Blocked him from going around the outside. Hamilton beats you to in on that corner. You hold on to second. Max runs wide and maybe loses another stop. Or two, you know, you don't know, who knows? Hamilton has a dodgy pit stop and you can hold off, but the racer got to you and you wanted to beat your teammate. After all, that's how we measure how good your season was. It comes down to, did you beat your teammate? But he did the wrong thing. He fucked up and how he must be punished by the karma gods. BDDR, Big Dick Danny Rick, flat out tried to penetrate him from behind and spun him around, sending Bottas to the back of the grid. Later on, on his second of 53 pit stops, he had to he had a slow one, 12 second pit stop, that let Ricardo back in front of him and held him up for the entire race. When he did finally decide to pit towards the end and race for the fastest lap, well, Take a listen to what happened. There's Valtteri Bottas getting past him. This might be done. Can I take him? That's it. You can unlap yourself if you've got the pace. Uh, that, that isn't a problem at all. He's in my way. Max, he's not quick. Hi, he is in my way. I understand. That's right. He came out of the pits with new tyres. Max was behind him, so he let Max through because of the blue flags. Then he was quicker than Max, so he unlapped himself. And the fastest lap had to be aborted, so he had to then try again and pit again. He eventually did get a clean run and was able to see the fastest lap by some time. I think he, he was the fastest lap by over a second. And he had to do all that, not to score a point for himself, not to score a point for his teammate or team, but to take one away from Max Verstappen and Red Bull. If he hadn't have done that, the Constructors' Championship would have been tied at this stage. So, does that not just sum up Bottas's time with Mercedes? Moments of brilliance with a lot of mediocre, stupid decisions sprinkled throughout. This weekend was instant karma for doing the wrong thing. I didn't feel quite the same satisfaction as seeing a Karen get refused service somewhere, but I feel it perfectly summed up Bottas's weekend and time at Mercedes. What do you guys think? Let me know over at the socials at Park it in my firm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Slide in those DMs. I'll catch you. You won't hurt yourself. But Klaus, I'm looking over at you. I, I know you're sweaty. I'm sweaty too, man. We're working hard today. We are working hard. We better take a quick break. Let's just take everybody. Just stand up. Shake it out. Shake it out. Everybody grab a drink. All right, let's do it.
generations, people would watch cars go by until they finally wanted them to go by fast. Racing was then born. And who was going to talk about all the racing? Why, Caldi, of course. Welcome to the Pocket in My Ferme Show, the number one comedy F1 podcast in the world. Here's your host, Caldi. Big second half coming your way. We've recapped the race. We've talked about some of that Valtteri Bottas karma. We've got a lot to get through. We've got a bit of, you can't be serious. We've got the good, the bad, the ugly. Oh my God, we got a lot. And don't forget next episode as well, we're going to preview the Brazilian Grand Prix. Plus, you getting a Brazilian? Oh my. And of course, we're going to have Cody's top five predictions for that race, as well as finally getting back to the top two drivers from each country for our nation Grand Prix. Oh, I'm excited. Lot to cover off there. Lot to cover off. Klaus, we do this every single episode, man. You've got to learn. You've got to need a favor. Klaus, I'm starting to be pissed off. I'm starting to be fired up. It's now time for... You can't. You can't. You can't be serious. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. And this week it is Christian Horner. Christian Horner, you can't. Christian Horner, you can't. You can't. You can't be serious. You're the face that runs the place and you're criticizing your Red Bull Academy driver in public like that? You can't. Christian Horner, you can't. You can't. Christian Horner, you can't be serious. During qualifying, Yuki Tsunoda ran wide and forced Perez off the track on a flying lap. It also caused Verstappen to lift, and as a result, the Mercedes got themselves a front row lockout for the first time this year. Horner afterwards said, We got Tsunoda'd. Really? Christian Horner? Mr. Ginger Spice, you can't. You can't. You absolute can't be serious. Did you learn nothing from Gasly? Nothing from Albon? You need to be nice. You need to nurture and grow these academy drivers. Welcome these drivers in. Don't be a prick. Don't be a prick and worry about the precious feelings of your beloved Maxi boy. Oh, Maxi, are you okay? I love you. Christian Horner, you can't. Christian Horner, you can't. Christian Horner, you can't. Be serious, you can't. Also, if it wasn't for Yuki, then Max wouldn't have been able to get that great start off the line. He wouldn't have started in third. He wouldn't have had a clear run around the outside and win the race. So, Christian Horner, you can't. You can't. You can't be serious. I haven't seen a Japanese person attack that hard for something they did in North America since Pearl Harbor. Christian Horner. You can't. You can't be serious. Klaus, I am wrecked, my man. I mean, we're going to have a triple header. We're not even halfway through the triple header, and I am already stuffed. How are you? I'm looking over at you. You're half asleep again. But I'll tell you what, Klaus. When you have a sip of coffee. Yeah? Reach for that mug right there. What's the sound there? Number one company F1 podcast mug. Oh! 
It's looking good too, and I knew you'd pick that one out because it looks fantastic. There's a couple of mugs to choose from on the site. You know why I've given you that choice? You know why I've given you a couple to choose from? You got to give the people That's exactly right. We give the people what they want. You gotta give them what they want, and what the people want is choice. They don't want to be told, oh, you have to have this. You have to. We only have one mug, and you must have that one mug. No, 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 no. We've got different sizes. We've got different colors. And I do that because I love you guys. What's what's that? Oh, you you love the prices. You love the products, but you don't want to pay extra for shipping. Oh, no, okay. Well, Klaus, they don't want to pay extra for shipping. Bunch of idiots. How about free shipping worldwide? That's right. Ow. It doesn't matter where you are. Doesn't matter. You could be chilling with with Elon Musk in Mars. Yeah, you could be chilling with him up there, and you go, ah, oh, damn, it's a bit chilly on Mars. Need myself one of those pimp retro hoodies. Well, you go to parkingmyfilmmate.com/slash/merch link in description. You get yourself one. What you worried? Because you put on a couple of extra kegs, couple of pounds. Hey, it happens. It happens. Got Thanksgiving coming up. You got all those Christmas dinners and functions coming up. You got to put on a few. And that's okay because I've got you covered. We got extra small all the way up to the 5XL for my chonky, honky, sexy, hunky boys. You know why I've done that? Because I want you to be comfortable and look good. Don't put on a tight tee. No, 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 no. Tight tees are for losers. And George Russell. No. You want to be comfortable with that loose-fitting. Klaus, I don't even know what your body looks like, Klaus. No, don't show me. Oh, God. Oh, Klaus. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, oh, sh- oh my. We give the people what they want. Oh, well, well, well. That's parkingmyfilmmate.com slash merge. I've got a promo code for you, too. How about 5% off? Podcast exclusive five. Use that when you're checking out. Get 5% off the total order. And now... It's time for... Oh, that's it. The good, the bad, and the ugly. We had a race on the weekend. we got to talk about it. we got to break down all the good, all the bad, and the downright ugly that happened. Oh, oh, oh. There's a lot to get through, so settle in, settle in, settle in. All right. Now, we're going to start with the good. The fans. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. We had it in Coda. Couple weeks later, we got it in Mexico City. The fans are what make this sport amazing. We had it in Silverstone. We had it in the Netherlands, Dutch GP. We've had some amazing fans. It's good to see the stadiums packed again. The good, the podium. You've got a freaking car coming out there. You're in a stadium surrounded by fans. Yeah, that's how you celebrate a podium. That's how you get people out there and hand out awards. No, it's like, oh, we're down the straight. No, no, no. No, get them in front of the people. Get a car elevated through there. Oh, it was bellissimo. The good. Sergio Perez. Checo. Oh. And he was good too. He just had all that pressure on him. Had 150,000 media obligations. He met them all and he dominated that race. He looked good. Couldn't quite get on to P2, but that's all right. That's all right. He had an excellent race. The good. Checo's dad. Oh, I want someone to look at me the way that Checo's dad looks at him because that, that just warms the soul right there. The good. Max Verstappen. 
What did Maxi Boy do wrong? Qualified well, got himself into P1, race of his life, won comfortably. Like, he was just phenomenal. They're good. Lewis Hamilton. I can't really fault Lewis either. Started P2, finished P2, had some good pit stops, ran a good strategy, did a good race, held off checker. Like, he had a good race. Great qualifying as well. The good. Pierre Gasly, P4? If you don't mind. Well done. The good. Kimi Raikkonen, P8. I mean, I've written him off. I thought he was just going out there having some fun right now, but he's going out there doing some stuff. Good work, Kimi. And the good. Finally. The Ferraris. They have now got themselves a nice handy lead on McLaren with four races left. Are McLaren going to be able to bounce back? I don't know. I don't know, but Ferrari's well done to Charles Leclerc. Jerk the Leclerc, if you don't mind. And the smooth operator. But hey, that was the good from the weekend, all right? We're always happy to talk about the good, but now we must talk about the bad because there certainly was a little bit of bad that we must mention out there. And we're going to start with Ferrari's rivals, the McLarens. Daniel Ricciardo, he actually qualified half decently, was running pretty well in the free practices. But then you run into the rear end of Valtteri Bottas. And now you're at the back with no wing. You can't overtake to save yourself, but you're doing a great job just holding Bottas up for the whole race. Norris, you were just non-eventful. I don't even know. Did I see you on TV once? What the hell were you doing? Qualified P10, I think. Didn't you finish like P10 as well? Like... Just nothing. You had a nothing race. The bad. Mercedes pit crew. Now, look. We know what happens with the Mercedes pit crew. When Hamilton comes in and it's crucial moment, they'll, they'll give you a 2.3, 2.4. But Bottas comes in. 12 seconds. It's not like he's not giving you enough practice time. He comes in five times that race or whatever it was. Come on, guys. Sort it out. The bad. The track layout. What's with all these weird 90 degree turns, 150 degree turns? You know, through the stadium should be like a sweep. So there's a bit of speed carried through. If they're going that slow, nothing can actually happen. That weird S is in the middle. Why is it like upright, upright? Like, get them building up some speed through there. So there can be some more overtaking. The bad FIA stewards. Are you telling me that Daniel Ricciardo, who took out another driver, as well as himself on that race one, lap one incident. It's just a racing incident and we're not even going to investigate it? Pierre Gasly got absolutely mortifiedly penalised for what happened back in Turkey. Gobble, gobble. Come on, guys. You need to have the same stewards at every race. Get some consistency. What the hell? But that's the bad. And I think I'm being generous too because there was a lot of bad that weekend. Well, there's a... Couple of things we need to talk about. And that's the ugly. So we've just had a nice appetizer, a nice little bit of dessert early. Now we're going to go back and eat some of our Brussels sprouts. Because uh, it's time to talk about the ugly right now. We're going to start with Valtteri Bottas. It's like it was a tale of two cities, really. It was just the first half of the weekend, immaculate. Perfect. That is what you show young drivers. This is what you need to do. The second half just fell off a fucking cliff. What the hell's wrong with you, Valtteri? What the hell, man? Like, you go, you qualify P1, 
awesome practices, awesome quality. Start of the race, you're playing tiddlywinks with your with your teammate, and you should be really defending, I don't know, um, your rival on the left-hand side coming around the outside there on turn one. What the hell? And no, Daniel Ricciardo taking you out. It was not your fault, but still, that's just karma for all the shit-housery you're doing at the start of the race. The ugly. Daniel Ricciardo. Big dick Danny Rick. I hate to do it because I love you, dog. BDDR. The man with the sledgehammer and bowling balls between his legs. Oh. What were you doing? I've looked at that replay a hundred times on lap one. You just... You, I know you locked up slightly, but you just went straight into him. Of course your tyres and brakes are going to be cold at the start of a race. Be aware of that. Be cautious into that lap one, turn one. Right now, we've got to try and prove to people that you're having a good year compared to your teammate. But we can't do that if you're crashing into Bottas on lap one, turn one. Come on. Danny Rick, that was just ugly. But a great job pissing him off and holding him up. And when you are at the back of the field in a faster car, you should be overtaking people. Come on, mate. Get it together. But that was the ugly. So, what do you guys think? That was the good, the bad, and the ugly from the Mexican Grand Prix. I'm sure I've missed out on some. Because it was a pretty eventful weekend. I just kept forgetting things. Great celebrations, though. Oh, man, that's on the bucket list. Uh, hopefully, with the 2022 cars and regulations, it can get a little more competitive, a little bit more overtaking. Just after everyone's settled, it just sort of follow the leader sort of thing, you know, the DRS train, if you will. But it was all right. It was, like I said, the over-the-pants handjob of the uh, race calendar so far. But what do you guys think? Do I miss out on anything? Head over to the socials, at Parker in my firm, a Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Make sure you like the socials at Park It In My Ferme on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to bring us to the end of another episode. 87, done and dusted. I didn't think I'd make it this far. But I want to say a big thank you for everyone that stuck around and has been listening to the show. It really does warm my heart every time I see those download numbers. And when you guys reach out especially, slide into those DMs, I get all giddy and fluttery inside in a weird way too. I get pretty weird with it. As some of you know, the exchanges we have back and forth. It gets weird. It gets super personal. A lot of pictures. A lot of pictures from Klaus. But anyway, make sure you subscribe and follow. Hit that button there. Head over to the Patreon. Sign up and be a legend. Join our Legends Club. Get your name read out in the show. Be forever famous. We have one legend right now. She sits atop on her throne. The queen herself. Queen of Steen. Thank you again for being our legend. And of course... Thank you all for listening. Thanks for listening. Network.